I've been on a business trip, and on that business trip, I found out something,、uh, and that is that、uh, one of my colleagues apparently listens to this podcast. Oh, 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 shit! I need. Oh no! Because、uh, and, and apparently they listen to it more than like they've listened to it more than、uh, a, a single episode because the subject ended up、uh, at one point being about NFTs and、oh, being、okay. and being me. I of course go fuck NFTs, and then、uh, uh, the the the、uh, one of the people are like uh, uh, like looking at me a little, you know. Confused, like, well, what's the deal? <laughs> and and my <laughs> colleague just leans in and goes, "Ah,、oh, uh, yeah, Les fucking hates NFTs. He they mention it every time during his podcast." And I'm like, "So, like, you have had to have listened to more than one episode to make that claim." <laughs> well, first off,、uh, to, to to Les's colleague, thanks for the views. But also, oh hi,、um, I- I'm cloudy. I'm a bit unhinged.、Uh, sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> Listen,、uh, whatever I say does not was, does not reflect on Lasse. Just putting that out there. Okay. For legal reasons. Okay. <laughs>、yes. So so like you you mentioned that、um, because、uh, and and that actually segues nice and easily into. So I had the seminar uh, thing.、Mm. Uh, Two hundred and twenty-three plus attendees, so that was great.、Um, and、uh, during that, near the end, they were asking questions, and one of them was like, "Hey, what's your YouTube channel?"、And、oh、I'm、no! Like, <laughs>、uh, I'm not gonna tell you because I would prefer to keep my work and YouTube separate. And fortunately, they they understood why. <laughs> uh, uh, you might.、Uh, by the way,、uh, Claude, you might want to check your Discord audio again. I think it's doing that thing again. It's doing the thing where I'm getting cut off. Well,、yeah. uh, hang on. Maybe it should be a little better now because it turned off crisp. Yeah, it sounds. It does sound better. Okay, there we go. All right,、uh, bullshit. Just wait for your WCN numbers to spike up. They'll be hitting you up on Google. Well, I- I'm I'm sure that if you if you actually start、um, like doing the research properly, you can probably link my name because it's a pretty unique name even in Danish standards. You can probably link that to one of my social medias that will link to a, a video that I had at some point put up. Uh, so everyone's gonna find the dating video at some point. I think that's everyone, just a law of the universe. Everyone's got someone's got got to do it at some time. Somebody with a pulse will find you eventually.、Mm. <laughs> um, I know that they found. Well, I did link to it at the end, but once I was done with the seminar, I had like four or five new requests to.、Uh, To、uh, link up on on LinkedIn, so like okay, we're we're going here. Hello. Did I find the else around? Well, no, because we took that down. We took down the else around. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, Richard asked,、uh, and we obliged. Oh well, I obliged. Yeah, right, right. I forgot about that. Ah, history in the making.
Yeah. But you know what they, they you know what I hope they find eventually? I hope they find the Berserk review that you are what? working super damn hard on. Uh hold on. Actually, while we're here, let me let me look up because I and over the weekend I just decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna chuck this Red Bull and I'm gonna see what I can do. And I just started Going, uh, I've made it through the eclipse, and I am now oh. up on eighty-one pages of script. Again, a normal webcomic relief episode is about twelve pages, and that's a oh long. God, this is like a fucking feature-length movie, and I'm fucking excited. This is going to be the fucking entire Marvel uh, cinematography in just like one movie. Uh, video. I mean, th- that'd be um, worth it because like it's it, it's a series that deserves that much fucking uh, uh, like analysis. And, and and it should be stated, this is only uh, the Golden Age, just because I'm parting it up. Uh, and there will be even more because I'm going to be covering up to the point where I've got you know takes up the mantle of the Black Swordsman and the Golden Age arc officially ends. And then there will just... Uh, and then I'm going to go into the part where I talk about, like, the series as a whole. Like, hey, Skull Knight... Is, uh, uh, yeah, Skull Knight is actually Gaiseric. And here's... A, and now that we have covered everything, I can talk about why that is. Hey... Uh, can we talk about the genius that is the Dragon Slayer and all swords that God uses because they do not have a god reflecting his straightforward, aggressive and fighting style? Like, <laughs> all of that shit that I haven't been able to talk about. Ah. <laughs> oh, you know, he couldn't call it a sword. It was just a heap of raw iron. The set the screw. A mess of iron, yeah. I heard some translations call it a heap, but still, uh, th- that's like the most raw description of a fucking sword of anything. The fact, like, the fact that I'll- they make an active effort not to call it a sword is just so fucking cool. This is just, this is just a force of fucking you up. How many pages are dedicated to a rant about how Griffith did nothing wrong? Uh, zero, because I will admit I am biased in this video. So from the fucking get go. I'm going, so, uh, Griffith is a fucking psychopath, and here are all the warning signs that are cleverly hidden throughout the comic. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, uh, in an earlier podcast, but, hey, remember when, uh, the Hawks start fighting Guts at the, uh, at the beginning, and then, uh, uh, they're like, hey, let's steal his money? And Griffith is like, yeah, sure, do whatever the fuck you want. And then they go fight him and they get fucking killed. And only then does Griffith show up clad in his armor, meaning the man took the fucking time to put on his suit of armor while his men were fucking dying. Why didn't he put it on beforehand? That's what I was wondering about. The adventurers wear their armor all the time. Yeah, there's there is a part uh, a moment in it where like I had a fucking brain explosion. So, yeah. um, I I will admit uh, when I first experienced Berserk, well, when I first read the manga and then like later watched the movies, I always wondered why is it 
that Griffith, after Guts leaves, goes up and has sex with Charlotte. Like, it, like is it just because he's emotionally distressed because of it all? Or, like, does he seek comfort or something? And then, uh, like, after now reading it, I, I now know why. And it's because that uh, Griffith is an impatient asshole. And he wants to... Uh, he is fearing that Guts is leaving him in the dirt. And so he wishes to surpass him by getting to become a king before Guts can reach his dream. And so he wants to solidify that by sleeping with um, with Charlotte. And so um, there, there was also a point that kind of stood out that kind of relates to this. And that is that earlier in the comic, there is that, uh, there is that I think he's a duke or something, who tries to get Griffith assassinated. Uh, mm-hmm. by the dude with the crossbow and everything and I so vaguely remember that yeah and so griffith uh tasks guts to go in there and kill him and and guts does that and uh then uh he's being seen by the duke's son and uh he then uh and guts accidentally kills him in a fit of you know like panic and I was oh, always sure. and, and I was always wondering like this seems like like I know that Griffith is is like a psycho, but this seems weirdly vindictive. He seems like like the dude has gotten like given that was the Duke as well who punched him, but he seems like the kind of guy who will take everything on the chin as long as it uh, as long as it doesn't put his dream in danger. So I was always wondering why this. And then there's this small little snippet where um, Judo uh, is talking to, to Guts before Guts leaves, where he's like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, it was actually supposed to be the Duke who was the second in line for the throne. Uh, and uh, after him, it was his son. But both of those were killed. We don't know why. Uh, so that really worked out in, in Guts' favor. And uh, I was like, oh, Oh, it wasn't because Griffith was fucking petty. It was because he wanted to fucking um, eh, to 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 clear the queue for the throne, and uh, I was like, okay, but surely he could not have predicted that Guts was going to kill the Duke's son. Except the first line that he says to Guts after a time skip where Guts is like, hey man, sorry, I kind of rushed off on my own and started, you know, murdering recklessly. Griffith just says, oh, don't worry. I uh, That part of you, I always take into consideration when I make plans. So I'm like, the fucking dude is playing 5D chess. What? Where, to the point where when you just like read the comic casually you don't fucking pick up on how far ahead this dude is <laughs> so, so like the, the, I, f- I feel like there's gotta be some side of like red flags whenever you see someone plan for contingencies like that cause like I, I imagine like like the, the state of planning you have to have is like okay I'm gonna send him to kill Guts that's going to be like the, that's the the thing that has to happen. But if I put guts in the way of this kid, he might get so mad he you know chops him up. That's also good for me. 
It's like, yeah. you know, placing dominoes and just watching them fall. And and there's a really cool thing about uh, Muir's writing about all of these things, especially when it comes to Griffith's like signs of him being a psychopath, uh, which is that you realize it in hindsight. For example, this whole thing of uh, him getting um, uh, 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 guts to kill the duke and, and his son. You only realize that it was for the sake of the throne way later. Like 20 chapters later or something, Judo mentions mentions it in passing. You don't even know that they are in line for the throne. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure Griffith knew because Griff because Griffith's like planning everything so he can become king. Exactly. So also, so also like, Caesar, don't worry here. They are black. No, but uh, they they got yeeted, deleted. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's there's a ton of that in in this uh, in this video. Video. Um, there's also the thing where. Uh, that was one. That was actually one of the things that spurred me to make the video. Was I remember there was um, this point where um, uh, Wild, which is the demon that uh, the guts kills, a well, mm-hmm. fight, uh, and and him and his bros come uh, riding on their horses, and they have these spears with this uh, family. Uh, with their charred up, chopped up, uh, naked, dismembered bodies on top of him, and they're like playing around with them and everything. And uh, that picture, I saw, I keep, kept seeing it on on Twitter, and and just people like, oh my god, this is a fucking disturbed individual who 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 made this. What kind of fucking psycho glorifies this shit? Yada 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 yada, and and. Um uh, I don't I think that is one of the more disingenuous things that I have seen in a while because when I went back and, and read this part, everyone, and I do mean everyone, even the fucking villains are like, this shit is fucked up. I want no part in it. The mm. uh, the king who spoiler by the way, the king who attempts to rape his own daughter is like I would really not like I would not want to uh, use these fucking guys they are fucking wild Guts gets fucking ultra pissed when he, he notices this normally it, he doesn't bet an eye but here he gets ultra pissed Casca looks like she's about to throw up and she's seen some shit Everyone are like, fuck these people. So to say that, that oh yeah, Miura condones this. No, fuck you. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, y- you can tell the people who just want to say that is because they're the kind of people who get mad to say content without looking at the context of it. Yeah. Because like, you, I, I, always, I always feel you can always have something horrible and awful in your story, but you also can't glorify it at the same time. No. You, can, you can point at it and like be like, this shit's fucked up, huh? Don't do it. But yeah, you can't like, like, you know. 
how, how like imagine right imagine it, because in berserk the main villain is the world griffith encompasses a lot of that but the main villain in berserk is the world the entire theme of berserk is struggling and fighting to find a place to belong in an unjust world it's, you know Maybe a little. Maybe I'm a little uh, polishing a little here and there, but that is that is what it is at its core. How, so imagine if you had um, fucking uh, Star Wars, right? And you uh, and you wanted to have Vader be the big main villain. Now imagine if you could not show Darth Vader. Because, because that's what it is. like. The 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 villain in this comic is how terrible people are. How are you gonna show that by if by not fucking showing how bad people are? Like, uh, there's this like comparison to One Piece I liked making when I heard about someone comparing that with Berserk. Like, there's right, kind been of a like, lot of that going on. Oh yeah, and there's like a there's like a two sides of the same coin thing where Berserk is like, a, it's a story about finding hope in a really dark and depressing world. Yeah. And One Piece is like the flip side where you have a big happy hopeful world, and then you're like the objective of that is exposing the darkness. Because as you go on to that story, you're about to, like after Thrill of Bark, you're basically going to see like human trafficking, slavery is basically legal in the One Piece world oh, if you're great. rich enough. Yeah. Just like it's the actually real world. a big plot. <laughs> Just like the real world, and it's like, and it's kind of fucked up, and like, but yeah, no, it's it, I, I like that. I like when stories don't shy away from something really fucked up, but it's also like you, they don't. They're also not afraid to call it fucked up as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 never just there for shock value with either of these stories, especially Berserk. Like yeah. if it's if it's fucked up, you will know it's fucked up, and you're gonna see the impact it has on everybody. There's even uh, uh, one of the go tos is that oh, Berserk is needlessly violent or anything. I do and, not agree with that at all. And and uh, no, I I don't agree with it either. But it, it because um, you see that the comic is very capable indeed of restraint when it comes to violence. Every time Casca and Griffith kill someone, you basically just see like a tiny little, like they might as well have made an insertion with a scalpel. There's a teeny tiny little speck of blood to show that, oh, they did in fact get it. But that's about it. It is only when the demons and guts swing swing their weapons to establish holy fucking shit these people are vicious there's a di- mm-hmm. like it's an entirely different ballpark when these people are uh, are are doing their violence and they and they use that amount of violence to tell something it's not just there because guess what we need violence mhm mhm i think that's a, that is a really good point especially when you come to like contrasting the two Cause like, uh, cause like, uh, I'm trying to like find a way to describe this. Cause like, you're gonna do it better than I can. But it's like Griffith and Casca, like especially during the Golden Age, they're fighting really precise and calculated. It's like yeah. nothing's needless because that's that's how you get the shit done. 
you you don't kill more than you need to, not out of your satisfaction. It's just you know, day to day routine. Whereas like guts is like it's super emotional. You can tell in his viciousness. It's just like I'm gonna swing my sword, and if you're in the way, that's on you. Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, he doesn't have a, it, and that's also a thing that kind of um, like fits the entire theme is that. Uh, the only single enemy that Guts has is Griffith. Other than that, he's just angry at the world. Hence why when he swings his sword, he hits everybody. He does not have a precise weapon, nor a precise fighting style. Because his opponent is never just one person. It's not until that uh, Griffith shows up that it becomes one person. And even then, for the most part, he's only fighting massive like groups of enemies. H- hence why, like as you say, I'm going to swing my sword. And if you're in the way, that's your own fault. <laughs> exactly. He's basically like that fucking bit from uh, Simpsons where I'm going to swing my arms like this and keep moving forward. And if you get hit, that's your own fault. Well, I'm going to uh, kick my feet like this. And if you get hit with that, that's your own fault. Like that, that that's <laughs> gut swings. Mm-hmm. Which I also like. It definitely isn't needless because, like you said, it, it goes back to his the whole theme of fighting against the world and struggling and such. Mm. Uh but it's also like uh, it, it also like I love it when, especially when it's like after the golden age when he starts getting that party around him, real rebuilding that family. The mm. whole just he's suddenly like, okay, I don't want to hit everybody, but also. Just don't get in my fucking way, please. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, it's good. It's it's it, it's all it's all based on his character. It's great. I, and I uh, I I make a st- uh, a statement in uh, the comic, and I really hope that it's something that people can agree with because um, I I'm I'm kind of saying it with my chest, but I honest to God believe it, which is that. When people think of like their favorite moments from Berserk, they may not necessarily think of, oh, remember when he does the cool swing with the sword? No, the moments that stand out in Berserk are moments like when he, uh, when uh, I believe the mage is called Shirk, when she loses her hat and Guts picks it up and puts it on her head. Oh, yeah, it's. It's actually amazing when it, when it's shit like that because when you have like a when you have like uh, violent depictions happening all the fucking time and you're always constantly showing how grim and dark the world is, it's those little moments of just quiet respite you find that are just that you kind of showcase like the goodness in this boy, this man. It's just when you contrast it with everything else you fucking seen up to that point it just makes it look all the more i guess the word i'm going to use is glorious yeah because like sometimes when, it, when you have everything loud when it, when you have a quiet moment the quiet moment seems a lot more significant yeah exactly i i remember i brought the, that moment there where he puts the head on shirk's head uh, up to alice and i was like fucking like just imagine for a moment right like, this is a man who has been fucked his entire life. He he got fucking birthed by a corpse. Shit's been wild for this kid. His entire fucking life. His best friend betrayed him. 
his girlfriend got raped into retardation, and I'm using the medical term there. Don't worry. Uh, his his child got corrupted with with his best fr- uh, betraying best friend's uh, dark energy, and is now haunting him. And he has seen nothing but death and sorrow and pain and struggle his entire fucking life. And this motherfucker is still able to be kind. Like, honestly, like, Guts is a role model just for that sake alone. Right? Okay. (laughs) You you find a lot of drab... This is, like, a reason I can't fucking stand Grim Dark. Because like you, because they they always miss that part of the story where everything sucks, but you still find the the strength to not be a fucking bitch, yeah, nihilist, whatever. Because all a lot of these stories always fail at that point. They get they just showcase how dark and awful the world is, but they never showcase you know the humanity in it. Yeah, and that's never not tr- and that's like never true at the end of the day. It, like, it, when you have somebody who can fight to the point where just, they can still be kind, they still have, like, a reason to keep going, that's how you know you have a good story. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like what, what Cecil wrote in the chat. It does the thing that all those early 2000s furry webcomics fail to do. It uses fucked up things to prove uh, the message without using it tastelessly. Yeah, because, like, the, the those old 2000s furry webcomics, like, I'm thinking Suicide for Hire or Jack or something, in those, it's always just, like, um, just, oh, this is a person who's really angry with the world. S- full stop. But the thing that makes Guts so amazing is that behind all this anger, behind this fury... Behind this cold and and brooding person is a hurt man who is still able to be kind. Man which is gone through so much, man. Which, which just like when you when you see him, when you see this man fucking uh, uh, when he meets Kaska again after uh, uh, in in that religious town thing. And he like drapes her with his cape. When you see that vulnerable part of him, where you see how sad it makes him that the love of his life is scared of him and and like can't speak or anything. And when he's being haunted by uh, the corruption of their their child, when you then mm-hmm. see him co- being confronted by Griffith, and Griffith is like, "Oh yeah, I just follow my dream. Fuck these people," and you then see guts. Flip to flip out to the point where the artwork depicts him as nothing but but spiky lines because he's just roaring. There's not even a sound effect on the on the uh, on the page. It's just him fucking screaming. You fucking feel that. <laughs> that okay. Like I I haven't really read a lot of Berserk, but I know that panel you're talking about, and I saw it, and I'm like. That's fucking genius. Cause that's just like, hey, you wanna see you wanna see what the raw depiction of anger looks like? Here you go. It's yeah. fucking scribbles. This Oh my god. Oh, but so, like it, it was it was it was like just done so fucking well when you when you put it like that. Yeah. And uh I uh, there's also a thing that I, I noticed, which is that 
um, bef- uh, guts is it works because he is just a fucking guy. He is not a person. Uh, he's not like half demon or anything. He is not possessed. He is not enhanced in any way. He has a big fucking sword, and that's all. Yes. Later, he does get the Berserk armor, but at that point, we are so fucking deep in the comic that we understand that that both the Dragon Slayer and the Berserk armor are not necessarily there to enhance him. It is just tools that may, that uh, that can keep up with him. Uh, like, uh, and, and that works because. This is a story about a man who who is struggling. It's an incredibly human. It's an incredible... When you remove all the demons and all that shit. It's an incredible human and down to earth and very relatable story. So the fact that you use a normal fucking guy who has PTSD, who has trauma, who, who is going through these fucking things, who have complicated emotions... And dealing with other people who also have complicated emotions, it really just sells you that this is a fucking like this is a guy like you and me who got given the worst hand that the world could possibly give someone, and he still manages to be kind. So be kind. If I I I, I, I totally get. I don't agree with it, but I totally get why people can read Berserk and go, oh, it's so fucking, oh, it's edgy and it's also it's only violent and it's all just like sad and, and miserable when it is in fact one of the most hope-inspiring comics I have ever read. I do, I do think like it, it's kind of like the Evangelion thing where like they look at the most horrible parts and they stick to it without looking at the whole the series as like a whole. Because... Mm. Definitely a lot of this has to do with people just sucking the dick off of the Golden Age, which, to be fair, valid. Because pretty it's good a, dick. It's like the best. <laughs> pretty good. But at the same time, the story doesn't fucking end there. There's still, like, everything else after that. Congratulations, you, ma- congratulations you made it out of the tutorial level. Like, it's basically that. It's basically that. It's just, like, people go to... And they end... They stop playing the game at the end of the tutorial. Yeah. Which is, I think, why a lot of this conception happens. It also doesn't help that, like, almost all the anime adaptations only stop at the Golden Age. And the one attempt we had to go forward... Oof. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be touching the animation stuff, because that is right for just, like, copyright and all that shit. But I will say... Uh, the 2016 anime adaptation, not good. However, um, the fucking music in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Fair. You, you, I will give you that. It is not as good as the original soundtrack, but it's definitely up there. If you fucking listen to Brother and the, like, the epic thing. That is one of the wildest, most raw fucking soundtracks I've ever heard. If you want to hear a soundtrack that encapsulates the idea of ripping sinew, then listen to that song. <laughs> I, oh, 
That's such a good way to fucking put it, though. <laughs> Fuck. I just have to, I have to drink that in for a second. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like, uh, j- just reiterating what I said, it's just, I, I think this series is really important to make, especially for you to touch on the things that aren't just the golden age, because it definitely is the misconception where, you know, the, the golden age has like the darkest of darks and it's probably, it's not the most violent, but the violence is, that's where it like, is it's so apparent and it's not like it's not to the point where you're like numb to it where you don't start seeing all the hope everywhere so i think i I think if you can like touch on that and not like you know stop there you're you're gonna do this you're gonna do this a really good service just make Uh, make sure to touch past the i i i definitely will but i am also realizing with how long it has taken me to get as the golden age that um i will probably be like i'll put out this video i am i am uh thinking that maybe it will be five hours long probably maybe i don't know we'll have to see um and then i'm gonna do a few webcomic belief episodes mm-hmm. and then depending whether or not the Berserk video here is going to be a success. I'm going to like go back and continue it. Because I do want to do it. But I also got to remember, people got interested in this channel. People are subscribing to this channel. Primarily because of the webcomic belief. This is, a, this is pretty much just a passion project for the sake of me getting back in the saddle after being you know hurt a little bit. So, uh, Fair. I, I understand this is not necessarily for this particular audience. Uh, and I do not want to leave this audience completely like at the roadside. I do want to give these people what they want, uh, because why wouldn't I? Uh, so I will have to deduce whether or not this is something that people actually care about. And if not, then I will keep it on the back burner until I need, um, something for me again um but uh, until then uh the plan is this video where can we leave and then we will return to berserk eventually very fair i do hope whatever ends up happening that like it does take off and youtube isn't a fucking bitch about it because this is I- i'm just excited because i want to see a video on berserk that isn't got this weird tang of dislike i don't even know what anime to youtubers are fucking weird, bro. Yeah. i want to see one good berserk video for god's sakes i um i i i kind of hyped it up a little bit on twitter but i honest to god do believe that if you are a person who in any shape or form want to learn about the different aspects of writing and visual storytelling then even if you do not care about Berserk, I do believe this video is going to be for you. Because I am going through every single fucking page. And every time that there is a notable visual storytelling or just a writing, a piece of writing that I think is worth pointing out, not only do I mention it, but I will also explain why it works and what would have happened if they did this differently. 
for example, you remember after they save Griffith and they run mm-hmm. through that sewer, they get attacked by those uh, assassins. Mm-hmm. And in in that comic, there is a point where uh, th- so they have this dude with like these really long limbs and 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 claws on his hands, and uh, when uh, they encounter him. He is using his ridiculously long legs, like he's basically doing a split, and he's like a foot on each side of the wall, and and thus he's like hiding way up in the air and ready to swing down and 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 strike them with his claws. Um, mm. This is a random fucking dude. The man d- never never has a fucking name. This, but this dude gets an entire page just for for this scene where he's hiding up there. And so I'm like, why would you do that? Because normally you only give an entire page for for something when it's like really important. And this is just a fucking guy who swings down and attacks guys. Like there's nothing important about this whatsoever. Um, But uh, I, I found out that the reason for it is because uh, Miura never. Um, oh, I, 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 I had the perfect uh, word for it. Um, compromises. He never compromises when it comes to his visual storytelling. If you had the same frame, let's say that you had it in a vertical uh, frame instead, then you would lose the uh, the thing where he's using his long legs on each side of the wall. Okay, so you can't do that. So maybe you do a, a horizontal frame so you can ha- show the split. But if you do that, you lose the uh, part where you can see how high up in the air he is uh, according uh, compared to Guts, which would make you question why Guts could not just see him. So mm-hmm. you have to do... Like, if you want to really nail home what, why this, what this man is doing and why he's doing it and where he is in relation to Guts, you have to give him an entire page to show it. And, and Miura does that. That What I gave here is just like one example where I go in and I say, why is he doing this? What does it do? And what would the alternative be if, if Miura didn't do this? And... And again, if this is going to be a fire hour long video, it's going to be four hours and 40 minutes of nothing but this. Which honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, that's the whole reason. I think a lot of us followed you in the first place, because you know your storytelling shit. You know why things get done. You explain why they're good. So, please... Go as fucking nuts with it as possible. Also, I love that example you brought up, because I'm just thinking... I'm thinking, like, Miura is, like, sitting down and penciling this, and it's like, no, this is getting it done my way, fuck you. I'm not compromising! I don't care if he gets chopped up in the next fucking panel! <laughs> we, I am making this shot! Yeah, Which like, I like. There, uh, I remember Raj brought it up, but there's this one moment where this captain is like, "Oh man, we shall stand and uh, and and capture guts because he's weak now." And yada yada. The man has a very unique face, uh, 
uh, unique head type. He's a little more on the hefty side. His armor is unique to show that he's a captain. The man gets his fucking head cut in mid-sentence because Miura is just uncompromising. This man has a fucking stage time that is like four frames and he's given a hyper-detailed face, hyper-detailed proportion and hyper-detailed armor only for guts to fucking murk him like he owed him money. This is like the equivalent of when everyone sucks uh, Attack on Titan's dick for like, oh, we're not afraid to kill off protagonists. Like, Miura's not afraid to give insignificant characters the most amazing detail and effort into their existence just to kill them off in the next fucking panel. Yeah. Which I which I honestly appreciate a little more. Because, like, I, I don't know. When you, when you, like, kill off protagonists in a way, you just give them... It's like that one trope. It's like, oh, I'm, like, five years from... I'm, like, one last mission from retiring, and oh. I have a wife and kids at home. That's how I feel when a lot of series do that. But when it's, like, quick and simple, but also really detailed, you miss it going by, but you just sit there and look at it, you're like, what the fuck? You didn't have to spend all your time here. But I did anyway. Gives the insignificant significance and make for a better, more fleshed out world. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that's it entirely. There is uh, the moment where the band of the hawk returns to uh, the Midland um, castle after taking over Tudor. And uh, it's a two-page spread of just watching the entire uh, uh, town uh, celebrate their return. And there is, like, I I showed it to Alice, and I think I almost gave her a fucking panic attack. Because there's fucking... Like, it, it is the most hyper-detailed fucking thing you've ever seen. To the point where, if you squint, you can see there's a church in the far back. And the little dots that are coming out are clearly wearing robes. Meaning, like, you could just have drawn a stickman. But no, you remembered, hey, if there's a church, they're probably wearing robes. So let's put that in there. And all of these little details in this gigantic page spread is... Is just helping selling the feeling. Like I, I, I described it in the video. It's like being part of a carnival. You can feel it. You can, uh, you can feel the buzz in the air. You can almost smell the street vendors and and the popcorn, which obviously wasn't there at the time. But if you ever attended like a festival or or anything, it like it hits you with the exact same nuance. Like it, it, it is so true to life that it is insane and again it comes because miura is uncompromising with his art no fucking shit this thing went on hiatus so much because miura was just built fucking different god no you're fucking right okay um real really quick really quick like i was watching like a completely unfucking related uh like art tutorial like how to do line art and shit and as I'm watching it, for an example of how to do good lines, they brought up a panel of Berserk. And, like, apparently, Mura does this thing, which I've... I suddenly understand why his art's really fucking good. And it's like, he has this variance with lines. Because usually, when people make line art, it's either, oh, sometimes you're going to make it super fucking clean. Or sometimes you have people going super fucking, like, scribbly. And it's all a stylistic choice. Miura just, like, does both. 
and yeah. flips it around all the fucking time, and you don't notice it until you, like, take a step back and, like, look really carefully. There's, like, details fucking everywhere, not just in, like, not just in, like, you know, like, uh, like, like you said, little dots wearing robes, but, like, just fucking the sheen of the armor, or, like, the mid-swing of a sword, where there's, like, part of it's clean, other of it's, like, showing, like, it's, like, fucking scribbly because of the movement. I'm like, this motherfucker was, like, galaxy-brained. This yeah. man was... Fuck! <laughs> so... I'm still reeling over it, because, like, I didn't even... I wasn't even looking for Berserk, and then some, like, rando brought it up, and I'm like, oh my god. Why, why wouldn't you bring up one of, if not the best manga I ever made? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah like, it, there was a fucking art tutorial of all goddamn things. <laughs> I was just I just wanted to learn how to use a line, like, the pen tool, but no. I, I got a fucking history lesson. Hey, fuck, why not? Do you, real quick, do you know how old Miura was when he made his first piece of, like, his first comic? I'm going to assume he was like 13 or something. Okay, hold on, because I have it over here in my script. I have forgotten it, and I hope I could bring it up before I manage to ask you the question. Because uh, the man is uh, fucking built different. Um, he was an the, embryo when he made his first comic. <laughs> at the early age of 10, in 1976, he created his very first manga called Miuranga, which was published for his classmates in a school publication. It spanned 40 volumes, Cloudy. So, like, he, he, was, he got his comics printed in the school newspaper. Man, that was fucking awesome! Uh, hold 40 on. 40 volumes? Wait, wait, 40 volumes or 40 issues? 40 volumes. That means there was more... Oh my god. Uh, at the early age of 13, in middle school, in 1979, Miura was seen using drawing techniques that the professionals were known to use. Man. Man when, built different. When he... Uh, we're fucking in there now. When he got uh, interned at Morikawa, the man who draws Hajime no Ippo... When he when he became the dude's assistant, he was there for a week before Morikawa said, "There's nothing I can teach this man. Nothing I can teach him, bro." Uh, so yeah, uh, we lost Miura way too early because uh, the man. Was basically God. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. I believe that whole fucking heartedly. Oh. But uh, but speaking of uncompromising, uh, I saw a movie that oh. is also uncompromising. What movie was that? I'm glad you asked. It's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Have you heard about I have that? not seen that movie. No, I have not. Please fill me in, genuinely. Uh, I, uh, I, okay, so uh, I cannot tell you what the plot... It, it is one of those with multiple uh, dimensions thing. Gotcha. S string theory, chaos theory, all that good shit. Um, 
No, 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 I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Um, it's fucking amazing. It, it like I laughed, I cried, I got super fucking hype, and I uh, and I left the movie as a different person than I was going in. Um, it is. Uh, imagine if you took a Jackie Chan movie. And 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 mixed it with uh, the Matrix, oh, and mixed it with um, a one-hour-long TED talk about life. <laughs> Sounds refreshing. Um, uh, uh, I, I, sta- starring the actor who played shortstop from Indiana, uh, Indiana Jones Two. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so apparently, uh, I, I looked into it. I don't. I don't even recall it. Was his name shortstop? Uh, it was a short round. Short round. Short round. Um. So I looked into it, and uh. Oh yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis. It has okay, oh yeah. Real quick before I continue, it has a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis uh, fucking uh, does a full on uh, drop kick. That is Bro. everything. Uh, that is everything you need to know. Anyway, um, so I, I I looked into it, and uh, the actor who plays Short Run, I forget his name, but he um, after uh, uh, he, he, after he kind of beca- became like more of an adult, he found out that the only roles that were for Chinese people were basically just like super racist stereotypes, like "Oh, Mister George, you shall be," you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he just got fucking like he was done with Hollywood. He did not want to become a, uh, be a star anymore, and so uh, instead he became like a, a fight choreographer. Um, and actually uh, did pretty well and then uh, this is his first debut back on the silver screen and uh, he does a fantastic job and one of the first things he does is uh, and again I'm going to keep it super vague is that um, he uh, he uses a fanny pack in the movie and he does that because he wanted to make fun of uh, well, the 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 writers wanted to make uh, to bring up that stereotype that uh, Chinese tourists always have a fanny pack, and he makes the fanny pack cool. Well, thank fucking god! I was having a conversation with a friend. Like, man, I need pockets are great and all, but like, I need like a something to actually hold my shit. I hope fanny packs become cool again. Okay. He's, he's doing good. He's doing good. I cannot explain to you how he makes the fanny pack cool, but uh, he does so well. Um, but but yeah, a fantastic movie. I cannot. Re- it is one of easily one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, and it comes from the studio A twenty four, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite movie uh, studios. They also gave us Midsummer. Um, they gave us. Um, Oh, I forgot what uh, what it's called, but it's the one where uh, the nurse uh, believes that she is a chosen one from God, and 
it, it's it's just constantly flip-flopping between whether or not she is actually a chosen one from God or she's just fucking insane. Fantastic movie. Um, I think it's also the people who gave us Hereditary. Uh, uh, yeah, Saint Maud. It's called Saint Maud. Uh, there's also X, which is one of the greatest uh, slashes I've seen in recent memory. Like, they never fucking miss. And they've done everything from horror to slasher and now to adventure kung fu comedy what's the name of the studio so again? a24 like I, I i i haven't watched a lot of movies recently and now you're like oh okay now i have some shit to catch up on dude uh, okay it needs to be stressed hereditary is not going to be for everyone Oh no, but I have a friend who been want who's wanted me to watch Hereditary for a while with them. So I'm like, okay, yeah, now my interest has peaked. If you like slow burn horror movies, Hereditary is fantastic. But if you're looking for for uh, that constant engagement and that constant uh, awesome blood and guts and 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 spooks and and uh, and and flying colors and all this shit, then it's not for you. But if you like the slow burn, Hereditary is one of the best. I like the slow burn, so yeah. Oh, I'm gonna... It. I can't really promise when, but like oh. eventually I'll, I'll watch all these movies from May 24 and see how my life has changed. <laughs> if you don't like Hereditary, then you're the reason Hollywood horror is so shit these days. I can agree. Well, I've uh, seen Hereditary, but I can I can agree. Well, uh, Cloudy, uh, you will uh, fortunately have uh, quite a while to watch it because uh, you won't be on the podcast for a month. Uh, no, I won't. Uh, huh, yeah, it's a good thing we're bringing this up now because um, a lot of things going on in my life recently. A lot of it has to do with like job hunting and such, but uh, yeah. Month of June, uh, Cloudy not gonna be here. However, uh, I'm not sure if that means the podcast is gonna go off because I've we talked to Lassa, we've talked to a couple people. Yeah. Uh, you might have be you might have a whole month of guests coming in and shit. We we've been trying to reach out, but it's a little bit wishy washy because people have to check their schedules and the dates and all this stuff. Um, so. Uh, the month of June is going to be a little uh, special in that if there is a podcast, there will be a podcast. And if there's not, then there's not. Like, I cannot promise uh, a weekly uh, podcast. Because uh, I'm not going to be sitting here alone and just talk to an empty room. That that was the entire reason why we decided to do it like a co- co-host thingy so that we had someone to bounce off of. Because nothing is fucking more devastating than to hear someone just sit and just talk to themselves. Yeah. At least here, like, but, but, but no, again, I'll be fine. Don't worry. I'll be, I'll definitely be back in July. It's just, I, I, I'm going to need a month to like get my shit in order. Uh, bro. But also, um, I'm going to try to use that month to do something productive, uh, You'll see it when I come back. Just well, give me a bit. Well, yeah, but it's a month in which you can watch uh, Saint Maud, X, and Hereditary, and Midsummer. 
Ooh, definitely. You know what? When I come back, we'll we'll I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Also, what was that movie with short round again? Uh, I need to write that down. Just so it's on my everything, list. everywhere, all at once. Okay. Also, I I, I I I forget her name, but I think that like it, it, the movie is spearheaded by Michelle Cho, which I believe is a female Chinese kung fu uh, like icon. I believe she's done a ton of movies with Jackie Chan, typically like the feminine lead in those movies. So yeah, uh, fantastic. <laughs> oh. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Uh, but you know what also makes me pretty excited, Lawson? What What makes you excited, Cloudy? I don't want to hear about the bondage, but let's hear about the other things that makes you excited. <laughs> <laughs> Way to call me out. But also, uh, actually, before I was going to segue to the questions, but actually, I want to. I just want to touch on this real quick, because um, you you're definitely going to know about this. The Amber Heard shit. Isn't oh, yeah. this, like, the final week? I just wanted to, like, confirmation on that. Uh, I believe it is. I believe that it is actually going to be ending on... Which it kind of leads me to something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, my birthday. Which oh, is shit. on Friday, I believe. Every, everybody customarily wish Loss a happy birthday. Especially, put it in the comments below. Nothing will probably happen except Lassa will get a really nice feeling. Uh, I believe uh, so. It is either twenty seventh or the twenty eighth. I remember I um, I when I read it, I was like, oh, I, so I may be getting a birthday present. Um, oh shit! So uh, so yeah. Um, actually, real quick about that before the the the, the trial is going on right now. Don't you dare click off the stream, but it's going on right now. Um. And I, I was watching it uh, while preparing for uh, for the podcast today, and uh, so uh, Amber had made a thing where uh, she brought up one of uh, Johnny's uh, ex-wife, I think uh, Kate Moss, her name is, and uh, yeah. Amber was like, "Oh yeah, and he was abusive towards her as well. He pushed her down the stairs," and so uh, we now reached a point where. Uh, they they're bringing in the loose end witnesses or testimonials, <laughs> um, and so they brought in Kate Moss, and they're only able to do that because Amber mentioned M K Kate Moss by name during uh, her, uh, her her cross examination, Ooh. and and you can fucking see on on the lawyer and Johnny's faces when she mentions it that they light up like Christmas trees because now they have a, they because otherwise they, they wouldn't be able to call her to to, to the stand so uh, they they call her up and basically go so what happened and Kate spends five minutes tops on the stand going yeah so it rained that day I tripped I fell I hit my ass Johnny would Ran to my rescue, asked me, hey, do I need to call an ambulance? Carried me over where I could sit comfortably. And and then uh, called medical experts over to, to, to look at me. He never pushed me. He was never even fucking close to me. And he came to my rescue once and did get hurt. Okay, bye, bitch. And then she left. 
<laughs> I imagine like Kate Moss is like, listen, this like the lawyer's going up to like, man, you're probably gonna get subpoenaed because like Johnny's here. Just just stay back. Like just <laughs> I can imagine like Kate's like, I don't wanna be on the stand. This bitch better not mention me. Oh look! Ugh. I swear, she, like, she, uh, she looked like she was in an office or something. Uh, I had, like, in my head, I like to make up these funny scenarios. I like to imagine she was in a meeting. Then she saw, oh, fuck, I have to go uh, go uh, on trial. Then she left uh, for a bathroom break, went into a separate office, fired up Skype, and was like, yeah, this bitch be lying. Closed it down again and went into the fucking meeting. Like, it was... <laughs> That fast, and obviously uh, the uh, Amber's team did not want to cross-examine her because uh, if they did, like Kate is a walking, to- uh, talking, ticking bomb for them. If they give her a platform to talk, she's gonna throw Amber under every bus known to man. <laughs> Why'd they bring her up in the? Oh wait, no, that's right, because Amber's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um. It, it 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 has been fucking wild. The the these past couple of days has been so. Uh, apparently, there's a moment. Uh, this point in 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 the Amber Heard Johnny Depp timeline where uh, Johnny supposedly trashed uh, one of uh, a trailer or something that they they could rent from a place, and these trailers mm-hmm. are like themed and really high end and shit. And uh, Amber had been like, oh yeah, uh, Johnny was fucking violent and he fucking trashed the place. It turns out that uh, he he had maybe fucked up a lamp or some shit that cost $60 to replace, which that was it. Um, and then uh, there's been this dude on Twitter, the Umbrella Guy or something. He's apparently, like, I remember I was seeing a lot of, uh, of him when the Big Manana lawsuit was happening as well. Uh, I don't know who the dude is or what he does, but uh, he uh, he apparently has been covering this extensively, and um, and so they uh, Amber's team start questioning the the owner of this uh, this uh, trailer thing, uh, rental service about uh, about this guy, and and I think they mentioned something in the lines of yeah, uh, this dude has claimed to have been in, co- in talks with the Umbrella guy. And the fucking... Uh, the, the, the dude on, on, on the stand cannot keep a straight face. And he's just like, that sounds like a schizophrenic episode. And I was fucking <laughs> laughing my ass. I'm like, I'm just imagining someone walking around. It was the Umbrella guy. It was the Umbrella guy. <laughs> that's... That's kind of a... <laughs> Okay. The way you're putting it, you're just saying the umbrella guy on the stand. I'm like, I can't imagine any way for Amber to get out of this without like sucking the judge's dick off. Like it, it just uh, and, falls and, and off his woman. body at this point. What? Uh, uh, the the judge is a woman. Um. Oh, she's fucked. Uh. The same umbrella guy from the JFK assassination. The, the very same. Um, <laughs> but but th- th- there's also just things where I'm like, <laughs> I, like I don't know a whole lot about how these lawsuits happen or, and how it is with the 
the testimonies and 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 um, witnesses and all this shit. But so, but um, Amber's team calls up a plastic surgeon or a surgeon. I forget which. Oh, I saw. Okay, I saw the clip of that. Like, keep keep going. Oh my god. I don't think it is what you think it is, but apparently they call up a surgeon and and, and uh, they're like, "Hey, so what happened? Like, what's with Johnny's finger that got cut off?" And uh, I don't, I, 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 I never uh, heard the testimony because I was on a business trip at that point. But uh, then the next witness that Johnny's team calls up is the actual surgeon. <laughs> looked on Johnny's finger, so it's just like, why the fuck did you call up this? Who, dude? Who guy? Like, like when these guys have the actual fucking guy? <laughs> I feel like isn't that perjury? Isn't that like 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 the guy on the stand? Like he didn't. He he just said, "Who's the fuck is Johnny?" I never saw him. Did did he say anything like that, or did he like testify something about Johnny's finger? I don't know. I think I it is know. like, hey, I have this image of this uh, of this finger. In your professional opinion, what could have caused this like damage or something? Again, I didn't see that actual uh, that part. I just rem- uh, remember reading about it when I got home. Um, the, but the person you're probably referring to is the psychologist that Amber's team call up, which yeah, I I, I think like. I, I I honest to God do not know what Amber's no no Alice not not her not not Doctor Curry this is a different guy um like he I I, I remember someone uh, reading a tweet about it where it's like this dude does not look like a psychotherapist he looks like a psycho rapist um which is not a nice thing to say and i do not condone it at all but the guy looks fucking weird like they 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 not a psycho he's he looks more like a fucking psychopath yeah like the fucking he's like Like this and jittery on the stand is like making all these weird ass claims and i'm like bro like he's like doing all these things with his face like and uh, and he starts fucking picking a fight with Amber's lawyer, which like didn't you guys call the dude in to defend Amber? Why are you picking a fight with him? That's like the word. But no, it's like I I am just like surprised at the sheer incompetence of their lawyer of their legal team. Fucking how? Uh, fucking uh, how? This is a like okay. The trial's already been like a media circus since it got fucking announced. Which mm. again, but like to this point, how do you fuck up this goddamn bad on national television? consistently their balls are out on the stream that's for sure uh, 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 yesterday's disposition I uh, a tr- a court day I don't know the word you use for it uh, but they uh, Johnny's team then called in some kind of really like high end uh, therapist uh, because apparently they, uh, he was there to refute all the claims made by 
Psycho the Rapist. Um, and today they called Dr. Curry up, who just had a fucking laundry list of shit that was wrong with Amber's uh, therapist. Uh, and I don't know if I mentioned it on stream, but uh, I remember she was fucking wild because uh, Amber's therapist. Um, okay, so uh, she was deducing that uh, Amber had PTSD, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she did that by giving her a list of symptoms for PTSD. And then Amber had to check the boxes of uh, of which she felt she suffered. I... Now, Cloudy, in your uh, uh, layman knowledge about psychology, uh, would you not agree that uh, this is like the most easiest thing to fake if you get a list of, hey... If you check these boxes, it means you have the thing. I Is it not the? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like that's a big fucking problem, especially in the American psychology industry. Like it's so easy to like fake a diagnosis so you get drugs. It's why it's so fucking hard for someone like me with ADHD to get like to get like Ritalin or Vyvanse or whatever. It's because you have all these fucker, all these fuckos trying to like say like say oh i got ADHD, and they're just like popping it like the, like it's free government regulated crack and i'm like the worst thing you can do is like send a laundry list of symptoms because you could basically just say i want to get a whatever sickness illness drugs whatever i'm like no you're not supposed to do that they're supposed to like uh tell you Ask you this firsthand and see the reactions and make the determination themselves. Yeah, they're supposed to ask you a bunch of questions in which, like, one can move you away from that thing and where one can move you towards the thing. So, mm -hmm. like, in 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 uh, in, in the wrong words, uh, throw in some red herrings because some people are actively searching for the thing that they believe will give get them to that diagnosis that they want. Um, oh, yeah. Another thing that was weird about her, which I, as a man, uh, took a little bit of offense to, is that every fucking time... So they asked this therapist to do a bunch of hypothetical uh, scenarios, and in literally every one of these scenarios, without fail, this therapist would always mention the, uh, the abuser as he or man, or him, and the victim as her, she, or woman. The, mm. it, in the entire thing, not once could did she present a scenario in which a woman would be, uh, could be an abuser. It was always, men can only be the abuser. And she even said, uh, it's been a while, but I seem to recall she even mentioned something to that regard in that a woman can totally hit a do uh, hit a man without you know uh like him moving to attack her first without it being abused mm. 
And no, mm. Alice, this is not the foxy Dr. Curry. Doctor, the, fo- the foxy Dr. Curry is the one who, as this uh, podcast started, went on stand and went, no, listen, this therapist over here is a fucking psychopath because why the fuck would you give her a checkbox in which she just has to check a bunch of boxes and that will equal into diagnosing her with PTSD? That's not how you fucking do it! I'm shocked, but, like, the fact this went through and, like, Amber Heard not only had, like, a bunch of, like, it's it sounds like not only is she normally surrounded by yes-men, her fucking doctors were yes-men and gave her this fucking inflated notion that she could get away with it. I, now uh, I'm like, bro. I, I, I bro. remember reading uh, uh, that... Um, after this therapist had had, uh, uh, had gone on 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 trial and, and and said all these things, that the people went no fucking wonder Amber Heard said, uh, tell them Johnny, tell them that I Johnny Depp a man and the uh, is the victim of physical abuse, when the her fucking doctor is more or less verbatim saying that a uh, that a woman cannot be uh, uh, like an abuser. No fucking wonder. I'm like, just I'm I'm shocked and amazed that they could they had that fucking gall. But then again, like I hope this therapist like lost their license because holy shit, uh, holy shit. <laughs> so I do not condone this at all. Not even in a funny way. I don't condone it at all. Apparently, a bunch of people found out where this woman had her clinic or what, what office. I don't recall what you call it in Danish, uh, English. Uh, but they found that place and then they just started leaving a ton of bad reviews, which I do not agree with that. Like, mm. like whether or not she says something that you do not agree with you should not be giving a review unless you have actually had her as your therapist if you have had her as your therapist then absolutely you can say whatever the fuck you want but you cannot like judge a institution like hers based solely on her giving a testimony at a at a public lawsuit like this uh, I personally disagree because, like, I mean, again, if this was like an eatery establishment, a fucking like shop, like normally that, yeah. But like, she's a therapist. The thing she says has a critical impact on the lives and states of people. Like taking all the Amber Heard shit out of the way. Like, if if she if there's like a chance that like that um. The, the what she's saying is passed on to like any normal person where she's prescribing medications to people who don't have it or shouldn't need it or like you know uh going forward with like this kind of like mental abuse that's kind of that is medical malpractice and that's a big fucking problem in this country like like pharmacists my brother and my little sister are pharmacists and like if you can lose you can be sued for up to like five million dollars just for something as small as a, mar- a poorly marked prescription. If you so much as like handle a pill sorting machine without gloves, that's like uh, you're looking to upwards of a hundred thousand of dollars in damages. They take for as fucked as it is, 
medicine's really, like, really important in this country. And if you have someone just randomly saying shit of, like, a psycho- psychiatrist, you, you, you're, you're, you're just flat out not allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. You have to say everything as calculated as possible. And if she said that with a license, yeah, no, you're fucked. You're not allowed to have that license anymore. You know, when you put it like that, I can totally see what you mean. Yeah. Like, again, like, if this if this was, like, a, just a plain old, com- like, comedy bit, if it was, like, the fucking, like, Will Smith, Chris Rock, whatever, like, okay, who who gives a shit? But, but, but no, like, she, like, people's lives are actually on the fucking line when you are in that position. Man. You are not allowed to say whatever dumb fuckery you want when the things you matter does like involves like drugs or somebody's mental capacity uh no that person i don't condone this for like anyone else but i think in this particular instance knowing the context uh oof i i i hope like if the reviews don't do it i hope like some sort of medical bureau goes after her because oh my god that ain't good that ain't good Uh, i mean just for the whole questionnaire alone that's a big oof yeah, that, that's that's not very good. Um, yeah, I I'm look uh, especially tomorrow. I think it is. I'm very much looking forward to uh, an expert witness, which is you know like uh, again. If you don't know, I, this is what I have to do. Thus far, I may be totally wrong, but an expert witness is basically someone who is an expert within a specific field who are, who is there to talk about the validity and the findings of certain pieces of evidence. And uh, one, uh, uh, and I think it's tomorrow or maybe even later today that they're going to have a, a expert witness uh, testify about the metadata on Amber Heard's pictures, of her, uh, which uh, I don't. Rec- I think I mentioned it last time, which that they found out has been not only uh, edited, but were also edited on unlicensed programs. That person is apparently going to testify either later today or tomorrow, and I cannot fucking wait because that is my field. That's photographs and shit. <laughs> when that when that drops, let me know so I can peer in because I'm I was interested in that too. Will do. Um, legit question: Do you think that after this fucked up therapist, there's any precedent that Amber is a victim of that? And Jenny is a victim of the result of Amber's maltreatment and essentially head fucking indoctrination. Um, that you could certainly make the case. However, uh, we cannot uh, deny the fact that uh, Amber also has she has a uh, she actually has a criminal record of domestic abuse of her ex girlfriend. Um, which I believe she she committed before seeing this therapist because I believe that she started seeing this therapist after uh, the trouble started beginning with with Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, like e- even if you want to say in the best scenario, like they would fucking they, they Amber Heard has like a backup plan to throw this therapist under the bus. That's not going to like throw out every other charge thrown into her fucking face. No, because even I, if you can say that, like, no, she's she dug her fucking hole so far deep in this fucking trial, like, yeah, that ain't enough. Yeah, 
Uh, if anything, the therapist just makes uh, an ex- uh, makes an existing problem worse. Yeah, I will definitely believe that that she oh, already yeah, has an issue, and uh, the therapist basically just went, "But you're a woman, <laughs> fucking go at it, girl, girl power, woo, <laughs> woo." Oh my god, just all this fucking shit, all this fucking shit's crazy. I but if you okay. Uh, it it's just, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. But it's just incredibly disheartening that people are equating people who are skeptical or making memes off of Amber Heard or very like excessively opposing Amber Heard. That they that some people are immediately um, equating it to right wing politics or misogyny uh, because. They, 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 they. If you look at it in a vacuum, maybe you could like go, "Oh, there's science here." But I think the reason why people are so fucking angry at Amber Heard is because that she has thrown a, a, a is from the looks of things has claimed to be a victim, thus taking credibility away from other victims to to line her own pockets. And throwing a, a man, uh, a, an abuse victim, under the bus to do so. People are not angry just because she's uh, she's an abuser. There's plenty of those, and people are plenty angry with those. But the reason why Amber Heard is so hated, so disliked, is because that she has been caught lying several times under oath and is currently apparently being investigated for perjury. But also because. It comes at the cost of so many. It's actually, you could actually make the case that the people who are this violently against Amber Heard are people who are actually very much caring for women because they worry about the precedent that her lying is setting for other women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, It all just comes down to the fact that Amber Heard has been like excessively manipulative especially to the people who you know claim to care about women but don't really think about it it's mm. just she because like if, if she gets away with this that does that sets rights back for women far worse than you can imagine whatever the whole Ghislaine maxwell thing why is this big celebrity nonsense trial being pushed in the media so far so the fact that this evil bitch has been tried for child trafficking, but no buyers have been identified. Um, that's also another thing with just like media in general. Uh, kind of what I also want to bring up about Amber Heard. She brought this all to the public, and Johnny, I think, was the one that started this with like a legal trial. So Amber basically like stirred up mob mentality to get as much press and attention as possible, yeah. while you know. Johnny's basically doing the whole hey let's do this the way it's supposed to be done um so apparently she leaked the tape in which uh, Johnny is manhandling a cupboard in his kitchen uh, to TMC and uh, we don't know for certain whether or not uh, like uh, who then went on and published the story in TMC uh all we know is that uh, currently TMC is filing a motion to protect a, p- a particular employee while all of this is going on 
against uh, lawsuits that may happen uh, uh, as to people g- giving out like valid, uh, 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 well, not valid, uh, information like this. Um, so, hmm, that's a, that's a strange coinky thing. Now, ain't it? Um, but crazy all this fucking happens all the time. It it, no. it went le- it went yesterday, and we're getting more information as as we go on. Uh, about the whole Jocelyn Maxwell thing, there's also this thing that that is way more high uh, importance than than this, uh, and it will probably be in a closed court. Uh, Johnny specifically requested for the lawsuit to happen in Virginia where they have a very open court po- uh, policy, which is why we are now watching this whole thing on display. Because normally you are not supposed to be seeing these things, but mm-hmm. Johnny wanted people to see these things. Yeah, that's, yeah, American law is really stupid. It's kind of why, I'll, it's kind of why, uh, it's kind of why we're not hearing anything about the Christian uh, trials that are supposed to keep getting pushed off because uh, that court specifically is closed and that's just the norm. You're not it's, supposed to see these public things. It's closed uh, only in the sense that you're not allowed to broadcast it. You are allowed to show up in, uh, in even if you're not immediately related, you're just not allowed to broadcast it or record it. You can oh yeah, take yeah, notes, yeah no. but you're not allowed to record it. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's just, but it's, but it's like I said, like, like the these like super public, high profile like cases. That's that is not the norm, is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Th- this is all like the reason this is a media circus is because it's kind of, you know, it's to illustrate the point, but also. Like when when you have high profile shit like in behind the scenes, it's not gonna get televised. Get a spy cam and stream it, pussy. Everyone in chat will promise not to tell anyone. Sick. Uh, no, you can. You no, know, you will get you will get arrested and sent to 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 the booty warrior in jail. The booty you know, warrior. The booty warrior. Well, if that's, anyone, that's a real guy and it's terrifying. Well, if anyone wants to tell us the booty warrior fanfic. Uh, where could they send us <laughs> fanfic? Oh, uh, they, they can send that fanfic to webcastrelief at gmail.com. So, if you wanted to ask us anything about the Amber Heard trial, or how weird the laws are in America, or just, you know, laugh your ass off at the shit's happening, where can they tell us? Where can they send shit to us? They can send that to webcastrelief at gmail.com and it might sound a little something like this okie dokie so we've got our first question of the day from uh, our friend Yeriko Mm -hmm. and he said hey I've got something for you guys and I'd love to hear your thoughts about it why can't we just enjoy things like movies, series, games or just me and Joe anymore just because we like it what has commentary, critiquing, review, whatever it's called, done to make it so we had to assemble a court case to justify why we like something that's dumb bullshit fun first, critically acclaimed later? I know not all media is like that. There's definitely good shit out there and definitely uh, some benefit from critique and reviews to do better next time. 
But do we have to pick apart everything we consume before we consider liking it? What happened to just liking something because you think it's neat? Jerry's with a smiley face. Um... So basically he's asking, like, why can't we just like things? And I feel like this is a very t personal question. The cleanest, blessed pleasure. <laughs> oh, uh, everyone's talking about the booty warrior now. But, um, like, I think that's only a thing with, like, internet discourse. And to be fair, everyone just, is just allowed to like whatever the fuck they want to like. And everyone's allowed to hate whatever they want to fucking hate. That's the point of an opinion. Everyone's got one, like a butthole. So, uh, uh, you're allowed to like what you want to like, dude. As long as it's not like kitty porn. Then, then, then go see a... A, a go, gun. Go, go, go. <laughs> a gun, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to dance around it, so I'm glad you said it for me. Um... I but but I actually totally get where Jericho is coming from. There there is this whole thing of oh what you fucking like this just some fucking kind of dumb fuck aren't you? Like people are, can get very very angry over you liking something, um, or disliking something, and I think mm. it's because today more than ever people are really just making the things that they like their entire identity. Because it is becoming so much easier to do so. You have fucking hashtags. You have cosplay. You have entire uh, uh, Twitter accounts. You have subreddits. You have TikTok accounts. Like, like, if you like uh, Spy X Family or whatever that anime is called. You yeah. will be catered to no matter where you go. And so you will be like, oh, I like Anya because she likes peanuts and she's cute and, and the mom is hot and the dad is, is handsome. Oh my God, I like it so much. And then uh, you identify your, in, yourself entirely with that thing. And then when someone then goes and says, I don't like the thing, then people are going to take that as, as them assaulting you or insulting you. Because they have just, uh, if if your entire being is this thing and they then say, I don't like this thing, they are inadvertently saying they don't like you. That's how some people perceive it on a subconscious level. And in the same way, if you don't like something that uh, that other uh, and, and get flagged for that, it can be because that you like this thing, but not the thing that they like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, uh, like at the end of the day, it really doesn't fucking matter. It's all media. Like, you, you, uh, we are allowed to like whatever the fuck we want, and you know what? You don't have to base your whole identity around like a thing. This is kind of why I always like touted the idea that fan, like, fandoms in general, are not a good idea. They're they're basically proto religions. No, 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 it's the other way around. Religions are just fandoms. Yeah. It's all... When you base your whole identity around a piece of media, then you kind of just admit you have nothing in your life. I, I will actively make fun of people who will go to extreme lengths over somebody's opinion about X or Y thing. Because I think it's fine to be, like, passionate, but I also don't think it's fine to, like, you know, 
actively threatened somebody's life or death over their opinion on story or whatever. No. I I also think that uh, it 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 kind of became popular at some point. I, and I don't necessarily think that it was nostalgic critic or anything, uh, but there was definitely a shift at one point where it became cool to be the extra observant viewer. So the person who would uh, point out plot holes or bad characters or something like that. I know that because. I was that person at one point where everything had to make sense. Everything had to be explained then and there. I had to find out where did they get the towel in that scene? Because I didn't yeah. see a towel before. Like, oh my god, what the fuck? Is this a magical towel? Like, uh, it, 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 There's that fucking joke in the old Simpsons episodes where... Uh, Brennan, with Brennan Stimpy where the mouse is like playing saxophone sil- on the cat's ribs and they hit the same rib twice and make and it makes two different notes and they have a fucking board meeting going is the ribs a magical saxophone? like that is how everyone just became at some point and some people still maintain that that is the way that everything should be and so like they want to criticize things because it makes them feel like they're super fucking clever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, it, like, um, I forget what... I think it's... I, I forget what. There's a movie I remember watching, and I remember that it, that it was even brought up in the book Invisible Ink, where the dude is fleeing from prison, and he's, like, digging mm-hmm. his way out. And as he emerges on the other side of the wall and it's raining down and he's caked in, in mud, he comes out and he's like screaming like, ah! And, uh, and when you think about it, that's fucking silly because the prison is right over there. They can probably fucking hear you. But he's doing it because thematically, it, it, it's him being reborn. So he's... he's uh, and the Shawshank? Yeah, I think oh, yeah, it was. I, I, I never it's... actually watched Shawshank Redemption. Um, it's okay. But, uh, but I watched that clip. But, he, like, he, uh, he comes out and, like, it's him being reborn. So it, it fits thematically. So you, you don't have to fucking worry about all these. Sometimes you need to throw these things where every little thing has to make sense and you fucking throw it out because it is more important to tell a thematically appropriate story and that and there's a lot of people who are just like no everything has to fucking make sense the magic uh, the, the rip xylophone like that is the problem with 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 that kind of discourse like like and that and that's like a thing i i think like people have to like realize like Every story is different, and every story is written by different standards, depending on what the author is trying to accomplish. Because yeah. you know what, it's very so there. There are very valid to have like some stories that have every little like fucking cog work in perfect unison. Oh, yeah. Some stories are like that. Other ones are just crazy dumb bullshit. But if you look at it from a thematic angle, then it's like, oh my god, it's so fucking it works, and, and like. It all depends at the end of the day what the fuck you're trying to look for. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Lassa just submits it in ES4's I Am the Lightning, the Rain Transform changed him. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good fucking scene. Um, 
I remember there is that one. Uh, there was a, a a moment, and I don't recall why, but I I think that was where I was at. Uh, I actually think now that I think about it, that it was one of those moments where I realized just how bad it was for me with that whole thing. Like everything had to make sense. Where mm-hmm. I got really fucking upset that uh, um, Toriyama had come out and explained that the thing that made Saiyan so strong was like a a a a gene or something like the set oh yeah gene the, the midichlorian thing yeah 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 and i remember i was i was just being like where the fuck did that come from how the fuck does that make sense in the grand scheme of things yada 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 uh oh no it is uh, uh it is uh spitting in the face of the story that it's trying to tell about like working hard to become strong all this shit uh, and then uh, now, uh, with the, uh, and and I think also at some point where I realized this is fucking stupid, I uh, I, I look at it and go, why would I care? I'm not watching. Like if you're reading Dragon Ball for a good story, you're honestly a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fun. It's dumb hype and dumb fun. Stop thinking about like does this make sense or does it not make sense? Shut the fuck up! It's fun. Stop worrying about all the little details. I think the reason why they did they went the whole middle chlorian route was because people were complaining about the universe six saiyans and how they can contend with their power levels. It's like well. Universe 7 Saiyans just have less of the Saiyan midichlorians, so they had to work harder. Whereas these fuckers just have a super big amount of the midichlorians, so they could just get to that power level naturally. Which I'm like, I guess that makes sense if you care about numbers and stuff, but whatever, I'm still watching Goku dab on these fuckers. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I think it like the newest arc there's like they, they they're like retreading the cell saga in a sense like there's a, they're like replacing villains every other 20 chapters or so and there's like there's this scene where like they, they they're like going back to like bardock and shit and it's the funniest thing in the world because they're like oh i'm having so much trouble with this villain and then they flash back to bardock and he's dabbing on him like shit it's like <laughs> He was recording the fight like it was fucking World Star, and Goku's like <laughs> learning from this fight. And I'm like, World none Star, of this makes World any Star. fucking sense, but it's hilarious. It's literally just like Space World Star. Oh, uh, it, it, it is fucking Goku in that fucking um, oh, supreme black and white jacket with his hands folded in front of his crotch. It, that actually happened. Why is this going World Star? Is his dad beat someone up? <laughs> Basically, that's what's happening. He's just wearing the Supreme coat. It's like, ah, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's like so, sometimes you just gotta literally just fucking enjoy it. Like, like pro tip to anybody watching this, especially to you, Jericho. Um, do not engage with fucking fans like this. Do not try to fight them. It is not worth the hassle or the energy. Just enjoy your dumb shit. I still stand to reason that Kingdom Hearts is a really wild-ass series and probably not worth it, but I will admit, the scene in the Keyblade Graveyard where like they just have all the names of every player from the mobile game 
That shit made it up for me. Because I still think that's fucking raw. And that's just because my favorite trope is like, you know, squad. When squad comes in at the last minute. And this is like the epitome of that. But again, I can still say the series as a whole has plenty of problems, but fuck, that part's raw for me. Yeah. What was like, that lots of yelling, arguing on the internet is like trying to headbutt a brontosaurus to death? No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I don't like uh, Kingdom Hearts. It just didn't fucking catch me, and there's a lot of things in it. Like, with all this being said, like, oh, I just enjoy it, stupid. There can absolutely be things to break it for you. Like, oh, yeah, again, definitely. Again, yeah. for me, I, I, uh, sometimes I, uh, I know a little too much about how the sausage is made, so when I see people, like, reusing the same assets just for the sake of padding, I get annoyed, and I saw that in, in, in Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, ah, oh, this is not great. And then I get uppercutted with the whole Ansem thing with the with the journals. And mm-hmm. given the whole thing about like the journals being like a side thing, it's not really a big thing, but it just hit me when I was already really reeling for the from the mm-hmm. reusing of assets. And then I'm out. That's not necessarily meaning that 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 it's not a, a a good game or anything. I don't think it's good, but that doesn't mean that other people can enjoy it. Uh, I can, but I can still like I I had a lot of fun with with Kingdom Hearts two, and Simple and Clean is still one of my absolute favorite pieces of music. Um, so yeah. The the reason I always bring up Kingdom Hearts two because I'm like because it's like the best example of. As long as you enjoy it, that's fine. But that doesn't mean other people have to enjoy it. Because, like, I would never force Lasse to, like, want to play, to, like, you know, admit that Kingdom Hearts is, like, the best or whatever. Or whatever. Because um, unless it's for, like, views and to see him get angry. Because, you know, we, we, need, we, need them, we need them clicks. But, like, on a serious note, it, it really does not matter if someone else likes or dislikes it. It only matters what you fucking enjoy. You don't have to care if other people do. But again, hey. earlier in in the podcast, I was uh, hyping up Hereditary to 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 Cloudy, and yeah. uh, and uh, I'm doing that by prefacing. If you want like action and a lot of stuff happening, this is not the movie for you. Like. This, you can like things for being one way or the other, but like if you go in and say, "Oh, hereditary is shit," I'm going to assume that it's because that you were expecting like, "Oh, spooks and blood and all this shit." And uh, from what I can understand, after talking with some people, that is apparently what the initial trailers were hyping it up to be. Um, yeah. So like, uh, it's fine to not, uh, that you uh, that if you like something and you're very passionate about something, because again, I think Hereditary is one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. But if if Cloudy then comes in July and it's like oh, that was a fucking ass movie, I'm, pro- I'm I'm going to be curious as to why he thinks it, but I'm not going to take it away from him because at, at some point you just become old and wise enough to go. Guess what? Some people like A, some people like B. Yeah. Fuck like uh, even when it came to fucking One Piece, I'm like constantly apologetic for it because I know for a fact it's fucking shortcomings and it's long as fucking shit. And they keep telling you, hey, uh, here are all these resources to make the experience more digestible because I am never going to tell people to fucking 
watch the entire anime front to back and absorb everything. If you want me to clarify something, I'll do it without hesitation. Because there's a lot of dense, dumb bullshit in it. And, like, I, it, it's hard for me to get people into it. And, like, I understand that. And I will never, like, disparage somebody to be, like, you know... Uh, I'm, I'll never... If you say One Piece sucks, I'm like, you know what, fair enough. There's definitely a lot of things bad with it. But, like, again... I, everyone's got their own standards. Yeah. Actually, speaking of One Piece, that reminded me I wanted to mention that apparently uh, Hunter x Hunter is coming back for mm. real this time. Yeah. Since you're the One Piece sir, why doesn't my dad love love me? Because he because the call of the sea, like called out to him, and he decided being a pirate is more fun than taking care of a kid, like Usopp's dad. Bon voyage. That's actually the canonical ass fucking reason. Why Usopp wants to be a pirate is basically the same thing as, like, Gone from Hunter x Hunter. It's like, no, you don't understand. Being a pirate must be so much fucking fun because my dad left us and my mom to die. Bon voyage! <laughs> Come on forward and bring along all your hopes and dreams. Christ almighty. But yeah, yeah like no... We do have another question. This one's from Dreaker of Adrian. And he says, question one. Hey guys, what is the weirdest thing your DM ever had you roll for? See you around, Dreaker of Adrian. And I think I've answered this question in the past, but I will say it again. As a joke, we found this PDF of the not safe for work extra stuff for uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And it was podcast the Yes. Roll for anal circumference. Uh, it was awful. Circumference checks. Oh, God. Uh, we did, thankfully that was not serious, but, um, there was, there was actually a legitimate weird thing that I had to roll for once. So... Uh, during downtime in our current campaign, this was, like, really early, we were on a sailing ship, and my character had a curse put on him where he was not allowed to touch metal at all, or else he would, like, burn like he was hit with the heat metal spell. Hmm. So, but at this time, uh, we were, uh, we were out in the middle of the ocean, and uh, we were running out of food, so I fucking went took the initiative and sent my character to do some oyster fishing, so we could make some money off of pearls and get meat, so we can live and shit. Now, when we when we did that, we were talking about like you know, oh, he's basically there sitting for hours shucking these oysters, and then I realized, wait a minute, you're holding a knife to open those, and I'm like, yeah. Oh no, he's been he's been oh he's been shucking these oysters with a metal knife this entire time. So I had to roll damage. And I think it came out that he took around 400 points of fire damage opening oysters in the span of a day. So he had to basically so basically my character died using oysters. 
Bro, your character was super allergic to shellfish. My god. <laughs> he basically, it's, it's basically, it's like he's holding on to a burning knife. It's, it's, it's funny. It's like a 10,000 degree knife. But the 10,000 degrees is on the handle instead of the fucking blade. But my character's just like, no, my friends need to eat, so I'll fucking do this. Thankfully, we got, to, we, we, between like me, the bard, and the druid, we had just enough healing spells to leave me at like 4 HP to counteract it. But yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Rolling, rolling o oyster damage. God. Fucking damn. Uh, uh, I think what about you? Is um when we were playing D and D with our group of friends, and um I don't want to mention the person's name because I don't know why, but it kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable. But it was basically their character wanting to to nail mine. And they wanted me to roll whether or not my character had an STD or something. Mm. And I was just like, wait, like it, it, it was a little over the top in the whole like, oh, I want to fuck things, and it was a little bit like, why would my like, why do I now have to fucking take a stance on on my character's sexual profile when they are just a fucking grappling luchadore like <laughs> oh yeah what roll concept for STD I don't recall what I, I had to roll I think I, it was basically a a uh, roll a d8 and then the, uh, one is nothing and the rest are like different STDs and I think I actually had to like hard say I don't want to do that okay <laughs> I I think like when 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 the Mora thing happened with Corey, I talked to our DM about that and like, hey, what if he had a magical STD that was basically wild magic? And he's like, bro, let's do it. Not one, your penis falls off immediately. Oh god, what happens uh, if you crit? Does it mean like your dick can cure STDs? Maybe if you're a cleric. <laughs> Oh god, like, uh, just to bring up that cursed PDF, uh, there's this, uh, funny, th like, every class somehow has a goddamn, um, effect, like, depending on their race and what class they are, and, like, uh, apparently clerics can have, like, birth control, where they can decide whether they want to have a person to have a kid or not to have a kid, thanks to their god. Land hands doesn't involve squeezing. <laughs> I think, like, the weird one is that, um... Elves can can't get pregnant, but warlocks can get impregnated by fucking anything. So if you're an elf warlock, you, they kind of cancel each other out. What the fuck has roll con save for us to do? Alright. Cloudy, you you have a, a rather decent computer now. Uh yes. actually better than mine from the sounds of it. Uh you need to get your, your hands on Divinity 2 Original Sin. Really? Uh, because that is a game that is all about those things where it's like canceling things out. Like you can get a uh, a uh, f fucking a spell where if you cast it on something that is on fire, um, 
it will cause an explosion. It won't, the explosion won't hit the thing that is on fire, but uh, it will cause an explosion around that thing. Uh, and so, like, obviously, the normal go-to strategy is that, oh, you will put something on fire, and then you will cast this spell, and they will make the thing explode, right? Uh, huh. it, but the game is like, here are the rules, and then it, like, leans into the mic going, now fuck it up. Because, no, fuck it up. because uh, uh, this spell, for example, is like, I was playing it with Alice, and I'm on fucking fire, and then she casts this explosion thing. On me, and I start exploding things, but I also have, like, pants on that makes it so I don't take fire damage. So I'm now just a fucking walking nuke. I, I love I love when the game mechanics actively try to break. It, it's it's beautiful. Like, I, I, I love exploit. I love it when, like, when the exploits are built into the game. Uh, fucking, uh, like... Oh, this room has uh, these uh, vents that shoots out poisonous gas. What do I do? I know. Let me grab this box and put it on top of it. There. Now the gas can't come out and I can uh, scavenge around me in impunity. Oh, what's this? I can't, uh, There's a ledge up there that I can't get up to, but I have my heartstone that I can teleport to. Let me just fucking chuck my heartstone up there and teleport to it. You can break uh, that game nine different ways to Sunday, and the game encourages you to do so. I remember, like, I remember seeing a video for Div- like Divinity Originals Sin too, and like, I remember telekinesis being the most busted thing because the shit you can do with chests and boxes is nuts. Because you're you can also like nest chests within chests. Oh yeah, which is also oh. Busted. Hey, the gas explodes and it's coming in through the vents. I have a lit candle. I'll throw it in the fire. Now there's a constant flame and constant gas and a constant everlasting area of explosions. What the fuck have I done? Yeah. We were talking about anal circumference and STD rolls. So, you know, nothing big. <laughs> the usual... Boss starts to talk with my main character. Use my other character with fifty oil barrels. <laughs> we uh, we were literally uh, calling uh, the Vinja Riddles into um, Bumblefuck Adventures because at one point we were exploring a cave, and then once we uh, finished the cave, we we found a shiny statue. We talked to the statue. God told us, "Oh, by the way, you're the chosen one." Here's superpowers and a whole new menu that you didn't know existed. And we walked out and was like, what the fuck just happened? And it turned out that we had skipped like four different quests just because we bumblefucked our way into a random dungeon. I love Unbroken Games. Just embrace it. Yeah. That's good shit. Ah. Was there a question Uh, two? Because I remember there was a question one. Yeah, no, 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 Dreaker, you just you just sent a question one, but you never sent a question two. So. <laughs> Good job. Uh I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like we got we got plenty of we got plenty of extra questions, but we can save that for later. Uh yeah. Uh ne- not next month, because we're right at the end of May right now, but next month again, July, we can start answering those questions. Yeah. When you come back, better than ever. Do you have 
Do you have access to the email? I feel like you've pinned it. It's a list for myself to know what I have at. Well, if you guys want your questions read, please send them now because this is going to be the time to stockpile the questions. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to go have a birthday on Friday and Cloudy, we will see you on the flip side. Yeah. And if you guys have any podcast things between now and then, I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Thank you. And for those of you who are listening to this, if there's anyone that you want to come on the podcast, let us know and we'll reach out to them. We cannot promise anything, but we will at least do an attempt. Yeah. See you guys next time. Take care. Bye. Bye, everybody.